Yep, me again. This podcast will contain more than just the F word, football. It'll also contain the C word too. That's right, conversation. Hello and welcome to Project Conversation, the podcast that keeps people talking. Now, my first guest, I'm delighted to say, joining me is broadcaster Adi Oladipo. Adi, first things first, I really appreciate you coming on the pod. How are you doing, mate? You all right? Wait, wait, wait. wait I'm your first guest of all like, of all time? Yes, you're the first guest. Oh, my. I, I feel privileged. Honestly, I feel oh, privileged. I Thank you for having privileged. me. Well, not at all, Luke. I, I'm well. Thanks for having me on as your first guest. I'm well done for kickstarting this podcast. I think it's... um. It's a good thing. I always thought, like, if you can do this kind of stuff, do it. And I think more people should take um, take a leap of faith and do podcasts and YouTubes and anything they can do, especially if you're trying to crack in to the broadcasting and journalism world. No, I, I appreciate that. And like I said, I really appreciate you coming on. Like I say, it's good to get someone that's in the industry to talk about the industry, but we'll get onto that in a little <laughs> while. Let's, let's have a bit of fun to start off, right? I want to play a game. Yeah, it's called... Who? What? Where? Yes, it's called Who, What, Where. I'm just going to ask you some random questions. Who, what, where. And you have to give me some answers. It's as simple as that. It can be funny. It might be random. It might be stupid. Let's just see what happens. Okay, question one, right? You're hosting a dinner party. You can invite mm. two celebrities, past or present. Who do you yeah. choose? Ooh, that is such a good question. Um, I'd have to go for my icon of all icons, and that's Muhammad Ali. I've got like three posters of Muhammad Ali in this house and I live in a one bedroom flat so you know I've gone overkill already <laughs> but I think uh, Muhammad Ali for what he done sort of in and out of the ring it's just extraordinary I mean him losing his titles when he refused to go to the war, everything he's done, Olympic gold medal, just being outspoken as um as someone fighting for black rights in America in the 50s and 60s and 70s. So Muhammad Ali would definitely be number one. Uh, the second person I love the most in the whole wide world is um a rapper called Tupac, Tupac Amora Shakur, massive Tupac fan. I don't know, like sometimes I listen to his lyrics and some of the things he was talking about when this guy was only 20, 21. I think, how do you know all that stuff at such a young age? Even I now as a, an older man listen to it and think, geez, like, how can you talk like that when you're only so young? So Muhammad Ali and Tupac would be um, would be my, 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 my first two dinner guests. I've got like a reserve list as well, but those two are definitely um, on, on the starting pitch straight away. I think I'd be up there with one of the best dinner parties. I mean, you'd learn a lot from that. Uh, let's be honest. What would oh, you cook? Yeah. Oh, um, I'd have to give them a Nigerian dish. Um, being Nigerian myself, I'd have to kind of shock their taste buds a bit and give them a Nigerian dish called Eba, which you eat with your hands. Nice. And so no no knife and fork. We're getting down and dirty. I mean, Muhammad Ali got down and dirty in the ring, let's be honest. So I think he'd be fine with it. <laughs> I'm not sure about Tupac, though. Obviously, I wouldn't know. So uh, <laughs> next question. Okay, you're in a, you're in a cinema. And you're watching mm. a life of Adiola Depot. Who are you choosing to play it? Oh man! See, this is where you think you're better looking than you are. <laughs> and so I would. <laughs> you know, I'd like someone. 
You know what I mean? Like a, a, a Michael B. Dorden, right? I mean, I mean, you know, I've got a six pack. He's got a six pack. Well, I had a six pack. So someone like a Michael B. Jordan, because I think he's a fantastic actor. And I think um, as I've watched him grow as an actor, he's become more versatile as well. So he's playing more character roles. So I think he could actually play me very well. Just not not be, like putting all the, the look thing aside. I just think he's a great actor. And I think mm. someone that's going to go on and win so many awards in future years. So I'll say Michael B. Jordan. Obviously, I've looked at these questions before. Uh, for me, uh, Kevin Hart. I mean, I'd love Kevin Hart <laughs> to play me. It'd be brilliant. I mean, I said it'd be like, yeah. he'd make the funny, the non-funny things hilarious. So if you imagine what he made the yeah. funny things, you'd be oh, yeah. rolling on the round crying. Um, so the mean. funny thing is I was watching a film of his. Oh, I can't remember what it was. It was a couple, maybe about a year ago. And because obviously we only think of him as a comedian, this role was actually quite a serious role. And again, it showed his versatility as well as an actor. Because obviously he's getting typecast as just a comedian, but he's actually pretty good an actor as well, just in serious roles. So I think Kevin Hart will play you well because look, you're a bit of a joker, but there's also a serious side to you as well. So I think he'll play both sides. Ah, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, you're right. Because Kevin Hart tends to play just Kevin Hart. And we, like you said, we yeah. know Kevin Hart has the comedian. I didn't know he was mm. a serious guy, but I'm sure he can be serious. I mean... Yeah, um, I've seen yeah. some of his stand-up comedy uh, routines. They're quite funny. Um, but also he has a serious side to them as well. Okay, right. L- next question. Party scene. Feeling good. Someone calls over. Addy, Addy, your turn. Put a tune on. What's the first song you're picking? Wow, these are questions, boy. Lauren Hill, X Factor. I'm not going to even attempt to sing it, but <laughs> that whole that whole miseducation of Lauren Hill album an album from like um, the late nineties, I think it's the greatest album ever made. And that sounds something because there's been some classics, but it literally has everything in it, the whole album. It's got, it's got Neo soul. It's got R and B. She raps in it. There's a bit of ragger in it as well. But X factor, it's almost like it's, a, it's kind of a, it's a love song, but it, I think everyone can relate to it because it talks about heartbreak and heartbreak doesn't necessarily mean, you know, you fall in love with your partner. Heartbreak can be, struggles at work it can be struggles mentally struggles physically and I think it just resonates with me all the little things I've gone on in my life because I've gone through a lot of heartbreak and heartache and I think when I listen to that song it kind of gets me in that mood of kind of going through the problems rather than having to kind of suffer with them so I'm going to say Lauren Hill X Factor I'm going to make a confession. I've never heard of it, but as soon as we get off this podcast, I will listen to that. Yeah. And I, yeah. um, we'll get onto that. We'll get onto talking about like issues later on in the podcast. Next question. You can answer this as many ways you want, right? You don't have to go too yeah. wide. You have to be too honest with this. But what is the most embarrassing moment that springs to mind that you have done? Oh, nothing's going to beat Sky Sports. Uh, Sky Sports News and calling um, Dembele, who plays for Barcelona, Osama bin, and I was about to say Osama bin Laden. I don't know. I literally had a brain freeze live on air. And you're talking Sky Sports News, you're talking over a million viewers. And I remember looking down at my phone and what Sky Sports does, it tags your Twitter page every time it shows you. So I remember looking at my phone and thinking, oh man, I've got a lot of tweets. And I'm actually quite happy. I like going through the tweets. Mm -hmm. And then I saw someone clip it up and say, did he just refer to Dembele as Osama bin Laden? And it's gone from embarrassing to I want the ground to swallow me up. Like, because you know what social media is like when, when once one person gets it, it spreads. And I think in the end, that clip that that guy cut of me, I think it got something like a half a million views. Oh, wow. So that was by far 
the most embarrassing moment ever. Like nothing's going to beat that. Yeah, it's just, I don't know what brain freeze I had, but the brain freeze happened. Yeah, that, that was super embarrassing. It was super, but you just touched on there about the half million views. Did, did that affect you in any way? Or did you just brush it under oh, your yeah. shoulder? Yeah, no, no. Did. Um, I made a joke about it. I, I kind of tweeted um, Dembele and said, sorry, bro, for calling you, you know, Bin Laden. But it does affect you because, look, you are going to read and look at some of the tweets and some are, are laughing and, oh, yeah, they got it. But some are like, why is Sky employing this idiot? Like, he doesn't know anything. So it, it can get to you. It's funny because I reached out to a few other people that work in the industry because I was like, oh, that's quite a lot of stick I'm taking. And a lot of people were like, they don't come on Twitter. A lot of broadcasters I know, big ones, aren't on social media. They're, they're, they don't have an Instagram account because they can't take the stick that unfortunately comes with being in broadcasting. It can be pretty brutal. Yes, there's a funny side to it and we all laugh and joke, but no one wants to make mistakes and no one wants their mistakes highlighted to the world and then for people to then question why you're there and... You know, if you have a bit of imposter syndrome, which I definitely have, it can then get to you a little bit. So it wasn't that easy to take, but, you know, I've got big shoulders, so I, I dealt with it. But I can imagine someone lesser than me, it would have, they would have crumbled. This is what we're kind of this, the main topic of the podcast is all about, isn't it? We're going to talk about, you know, being in the, in the media industry and the perception you have. And people think they might know Adi Oladipo, the presenter and the broadcaster, mm -hmm. but getting to know you, they probably couldn't be more further from the truth. So tell us the story about yourself, because I think a lot of people will be surprised to hear uh, your story. Yeah. So look, I never intended or wanted to become a broadcaster. You know, I went to college. I didn't get any A-levels. Um, and when I say I didn't get any, I mean any. I studied accounts, IT and economics, and I failed all, all of them. So I went to work at a bookies, William Hill. From there, I went to Islington Council, and um, was just taking calls and anything, council tax, parking, rent. And I think that experience of maybe talking to customers on the phone every single day. And I'm, I mean, I'm literally answering calls every single day. Probably helped me get this skill now, which is talking. Um, me and my friend then set up, set up a YouTube channel um, called Box Talk. And that was my first time doing anything on camera. And that was about six and a half years ago, there or thereabouts. Um, we done that for about a year, not big numbers. I mean, a couple of thousand subscribers on YouTube, but then someone um, from a, a, a TV station called Arise News somehow got wind of it and um, saw me and asked if I could come down to the studio and talk about boxing. I was like, what, me? You want me to come and talk boxing? And I was like, yeah, we'll even pay for your taxi. I was like, oh, couldn't believe it. And um, I done that. They liked me. And then they asked if I could... Um, do some more stuff with them, but for free. And I was like, yeah, of course. And that was kind of my first journey into broadcasting. And that was about five and a half years ago. So that's the first time I ever like went on camera, like proper camera, like, you know, when they put a mic in your ear or anything like that. And um, me and my girlfriend at the time though, decided to go back home, back home via Nigeria. And I was a bit upset because I just sort of touched the surface of broadcasting. But I thought, you know, to be fair, it was kind of a, a bit of a pipe dream anyway. So we went back home to Nigeria. I left my job at Islington Council. But then I started applying for little roles in Nigeria with all the free work I'd done over here. I'd kind of put that together in the showreel. 
and started applying for little roles in, in Nigeria. And then I got an email from a guy in South Africa who said he wants to, me to come down and kind of audition for their boxing job as being their boxing commentator. And I actually, I'm not joking, Luke. I actually thought the whole thing was a joke. So this was what, five years ago? I thought the whole thing was a joke. And I remember showing my missus the email and she thought it was a joke as well. And then they said, no, 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 we'll pay for your ticket to come down and basically have an audition. And then I, I got the job. I don't know how, I don't know why, but God was obviously on my side. I got the job and um, yeah, I worked for a company called Questy Sports in South Africa for about two years, flying back and forth all over Africa covering their boxing. So that's kind of how my broadcasting journey started. There is no, look, I'm not trying to say to like to put a down on anyone that's gone through the university route because I think that route is important, but there is, I don't have that route. Um, so when things like what I referred to on me getting clipped up and people laughing and joking and saying, who is this idiot? Who is this? It kind of hurt me because I felt like, oh my God, I'm getting found out now because I don't have the professional journalism A-level route. And I was thinking, okay, I've, I've done well getting so far, but it's clear that I'm getting found out. That I, there's a level, there's a ceiling. So that's why it kind of affected me a lot more than maybe it should have. So yeah, I've done the South Africa thing. I came back and then I just started applying for various roles because I thought I had more experience and I mean, here we are now, Luke. I'm talking to you on your podcast. Yeah, don't say it like that, mate. I mean, I'm I'm looking at you. I'm just you're the inspiration here, not me. Uh, just, this, <laughs> just <laughs> you're coming onto my podcast. I still can't believe you're on my podcast. But was it was it when you were doing the the boxing? Then that was the mm. the penny dropped, and you thought, okay, this is what yeah. I want to do. Yeah, definitely. I mean, remember doing the boxing. I remember going to Questy Sports. So for those people listening, Questy Sports in in Africa, there are. Uh, Two was a massive channel. The channel to cover all sports is called Super Sport. Super Sport is like our Sky Sports. Um, Questy Sports basically tried to pump a lot of money into rival Super Sports. So it was it was a big deal. It was almost the equivalent to BT Sports. Wow. BT Sports is big, but Sky is still a lot bigger. Mm. Um, so yeah, when I went there and they're paying for my flights, they're paying for my hotels. It's good money. I'm seeing people like Daniel Amakachi that used to play for Everton. He's there doing their Premier League football. And I'm there being, like, I am the boxing guy for them. I'm, and I was like, this is crazy. So I, I remember thinking I, I could actually like do this. But at the time, it wasn't, it was great money, but not like what I'm earning now, but I, I didn't care. I was just doing this for a living now. So yeah, that was when the penny dropped. And then I was lucky whilst I was over there, ESPN and Fox Sports found out about me and they were doing boxing shows in Africa. And they said, can can I cover their boxing shows as well? So that's when I was like, okay, I'm, I'm here now. No one knew about Questy, but everyone knows ESPN and Fox. So if, if I can get those on my show or on my CV, then I know if I eventually do come back to London, I can start to kick down doors and I can kick down doors without a journalism degree or anything like that. Whereas I felt without that experience, I definitely needed a journalism degree. With, but with ESPN and Fox, I thought, wait, wait, that, that, that's enough to get through the doors now. I'm listening to this and I'm the guy that has come through that A-level university route. And then the yeah, picture yeah. you paint is that you have to do it like this. You have to go to uni, you have to get the degree. Mm. And then like I've said to you off, you know, before we did the podcast, you know, you have to, you have to get the chance straight away. You know, you can't miss yeah. a year. You can't miss the two years, but yeah. you know, speaking to you, there are so many ways and avenues about getting into the industry, but not even this industry, just any other industry. Age is actually irrelevant. Age is irrelevant. I mean, look, I'm 40 in three weeks. 
I mean, I didn't even think about journalism until I was 34. Um, I didn't get my first proper job in journalism until I was 30, 35. I mean, <laughs> I'm living proof that, yes, look, again, in an ideal world, you tickle the boxes that you're ticking, Luke. I mean, you're doing it the correct way, but I think there are more than one way, there's more than one way, sorry, to skin a cat. And I'm living proof of this. I think a lot of people may be stuck in the idea that it has to happen over here. And I was like, no, 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 I have a passport. I will travel, I'll leave the country and get opportunities. And that's kind of what I did. I think maybe people are uncomfortable about doing that. I was more than happy to go to South Africa every month from work and Ghana and Zimbabwe and, and almost kind of learn my trade that way, as opposed to maybe learning it, reading books and, you know, doing exams and, you know, doing all those kind of things. I kind of got it on the job experience. And I think that's kind of held me in good stead now to where I'm not so afraid to kind of take the opportunities that I'm given. Uh, and I think it helps that I'm getting these opportunities probably at my later age as well. So I can appreciate them a bit more and cherish them a bit more than really, you know, thank God that I've got them. I think if I got these opportunities, say when I was 2021, 20, maybe I would have messed up because I know what I was like at 2021. 20, so maybe it's just happening now and it's supposed to happen like this. It's so interesting to hear what you're saying, but so you fast forward Right. And you're mm. now like working for Sky, working for TalkSport. People yeah. look at you and think you live in the dream. Best job in the world if they, yeah. if they love sport. Yeah. But it mm. actually behind the scenes, yeah. it's not all what it cracks out to be in terms of you do suffer from nerves. There is times where you're victim to, you know, criticism on social media. How mm. do you take that? And how do you like how, how does that make you feel? Oh man, it's difficult, right? <laughs> I can't come on and pretend it's not easy. And look, to be fair, maybe I am living the dream because I remember when I used to watch people do this, I used to think, geez, getting paid to talk sport, like what? <laughs> like that is like, apart from playing sport, this this is, you can't beat it. And you can't beat it. And, I, and I'm lucky. So I don't want to deter anyone that wants to go for this career. But I mean, in this day and age of social media and I mean, the stick is hard to take. It's hard. I mean, you, you get nerves already just going on air. Like going on air isn't easy. Going on air live is a hundred times harder, right? I mean, you can't make mistakes. There is no, there is no slip ups. You can't tell director, oh, one second, I made a mistake. Can we do that bit again? No, no, no. It's live. You've, you've got to go. And and that isn't easy. Like I, I, I'll be open and honest with you. I pray every time I go on air. But I've been doing my show, The Social, on TalkSport 2 for about, I think since September is when I started. So that's a good, that's a good five, six months. I still pray before I go on every show, not to make a mistake, make sure this is a clean show just because it's difficult and you don't want to make mistakes. But look, if you want to get into this industry, that's part and parcel of it. You're going to make mistakes. You've got to get over your mistakes. I now have, um, I live in Stratford. So London Bridge to Stratford is about what, six stops. I make sure that every mistake I've made I talk about it on the way home. And then when I get to West Ham, which is a stop before Stratford, that's it. We're not talking about it again. We're not thinking about it again. We move on. It's done. It gets left at that stop. And that's kind of how I deal with it now. But look, it's still, for me, I'm still very much learning. Like I've been fast-tracked a lot in this industry. So I don't have, I've got my own show on TalkSport, which is crazy. I think a lot of people would have taken years to get to that. And they can probably deal with the nerves a bit better than me. But because I've been fast-tracked, I feel like I'm kind of having to learn a lot very, very quickly. And, and it can be quite stressful. Now, did you ever come to a time where, like you said, you, you get your show at TalkSport, 
you know, you're absolutely flying. You're doing really well on Sky Sports. But did, was there ever a moment when in your, well, still in your career when you're thinking, oh, do you know what? I don't, I don't think I'm good enough. And you start self-doubting yourself. And, and how, why is, why do you self-doubt yourself? Um, I don't know. Again, it must be from the fact that I've come in almost through the back door. Mm. Again, Luke, six years ago, I'm taking calls on parking, dude. I mean, I'm not joking. I, I, I you know, I still speak to the people I used to work with. This wasn't a dream of mine to be a broadcaster. Yes, I looked at it and thought, oh, it's a wonderful job. This was never anything I ever envisaged doing. This is almost like a guy playing football Sunday in the park with a few friends. And then all of a sudden, someone calls him up for the championship. And he always a lower league, Premier League team. You don't you don't plan that. I mean, you, you hope it could happen, but you don't plan it. And, and that, that's probably why it is. I think the way I get through it is that I've got, a few good mentors, experienced guys that I'm, every time I have that self-doubt, I call them and they kind of shut me down straight away. Like, are you crazy? Like you do realize that, you know, in the last couple of years you've done, you've worked for literally every broadcaster and they still continue to use you. Mm. And the fact that they're still calling you and using you, they're not doing it because they want to, they're doing it because you're pretty good. So that kind of um, keeps me going, but it's something I personally have to get over that self-doubt and that imposter syndrome. I don't know. I need to listen back to myself a bit more. It's something I don't do. Mistakes really sit with me. I think the problem is I listen to probably people like Adrian Durham too bloody much who doesn't seem to make a mistake. And I think that's the issue. I'm comparing myself to someone that's been in the industry for 30, 30 odd years. But um, I, I don't know, man. It's just part and parcel of who I am. And it's something I need to improve uh, with myself. But I think a lot of broadcasters do have that self-doubt. It's Yeah, it's because it's interesting to say, obviously, when I, obviously I see you in the office from time to time, and I, I know how much work you put in, but there is a perception like we've, we've touched on that being a presenter is easy. You know, it is an easy <laughs> thing to do because it is because you're just talking in front of a mic and people go, even on this podcast, mm. people probably are listening to us. Hopefully they're listening. If you are, please listen, please listen to the podcast and go, we can do this. I, I can do this, you know, Dude, but it's, it's so difficult. Mm. Explain how, it's explain so difficult. how difficult it really is to be a presenter and, uh, you know, the broadcaster, that you are. Let me give you from a sky a sky perspective as opposed to radio. Um, sky is definitely a lot harder for me than talk sport and radio. In fact, they're, they're different. I think I've got different skills for both. But sky, I mean, you've got you've got two earpieces in uh, one earpiece, so you've got two earpieces and you're talking and you're looking at auto cue, which is um for those of you who don't know what auto cue is obviously Luke, you know, but mm. it's where text is coming down the screen on like a small TV and you're having to read it. But as you're trying to read, you've got a producer who's saying, Ade, um, don't read line two. Line two is coming up. Don't read that. Skip to line four. You're reading as they're telling you this. Then you've got a director. It's in your ear saying, okay, Ade, look, you need to you need to go to camera four. Camera four being not where you're... Go to that camera because camera, don't, don't go and what camera... All that is happening as you're reading to someone at home who doesn't know what is going on. They just think, oh, why is Ade stuttering? And I'm like, well, I'm fucking stuttering. Apologies, language. Because right. I've got a producer and a director in my ear giving me all instructions <laughs> that you guys can't see or hear. So it is manic. It's, it's, it's quite difficult to then deal with all that. Radio, especially my show, is difficult because we have different subjects every 15 minutes on the social. You, you've been on it, Luke. Mm. And so I'm having to kind of switch gears every 15 minutes to talk about something completely different. Like we could be talking about Arsenal's finances. Like today, for example, I had a show where 
who's talking about the Barcelona scandal that's going on. Then I had to quickly, then as soon as that call finished, I had to speak to someone about horse racing. And then that's finished. I had to then speak to someone about basketball. Then they said, okay, Addy, it's um, Women's Month now. You need to speak about female athletes. And I'm like, whoa. So it's not like I've got an hour talking about Arsenal. That would be perfect. No, no, no. I'm doing like six or seven different subjects in an hour. So my brain's having to kind of work and change six or seven times in an hour. And that's what makes it difficult. And you're doing that Monday to Friday every day. Monday to Friday by myself on the radio four hours a day and do do all the prep beforehand. And sometimes on the radio, anything can happen, like breaking news. Like, Mm. you know, unfortunately today we lost um, Ian St. John, former Liverpool uh, striker. So that happens. And I've got to obviously immediately switch to tell you a story about Ian St. John. So I've got to quickly Google Wikipedia and then I've got to make it make sense as well. So yeah, it's not as easy as people think, put it that way. (laughs) No, I I, look, we have to be, you have to be open and honest. And that's why I've got you on the podcast because, you know, you learn so much as, you know, speaking to people. And that's why I wanted to do the podcast because it's project conversation. It keeps people talking, but you get an insight Mm. into people and, you know, from the outside in and i'm not just saying it like for me looking speaking to you you are what we consider an inspiration because of your story because you know being a young person like i've said to you there is a a certain way to do it you have to and it's all it's it's age dependent as well because Mm -hmm. i i've told you this when they get to 23 24 i'm thinking if you're not there by 23 this might not be for you if you're not there by 24 I think you might be, you should be getting another career. But you're. And the proof. thing is, Luke, as well, sorry to interrupt you, like for, you, for you young guys coming up, I mean, it's difficult as well. Like, where are the opportunities? Mm. Like, before, it was just broadcasters. So it was just, you are competing with just 100% people in your same, that's done exactly what you've done. So you've gone to college, you've got the university degree. So you're just competing with you. Now you're competing with ex footballers. Ex-footballers now are on the radio and on TV, not just as pundits, as hosts, right? I mean, you look at Darren Bent's got his own show on TalkSport. Gary Lineker, you forget, he was a former footballer because he's such a good host. And now, add to that, you're competing against people from the YouTube world and the social media world with big following. So, I mean, the competition is fierce coming up now into the industry. Um, it's, it's, I think it's a lot more difficult than it was 15, 20 years ago, just because everyone now can do it. And and I think this is a good thing as well, by the way, more females are entering the industry. Mm. It was this a male dominated, sort of a white middle-class male dominated industry. It is literally now an industry for any and everyone, which means the numbers are a lot more and the competition is a lot more as well. So it's not easy. So I don't think anyone should be despondent if they get to 23, 24 and it hasn't worked out yet. I I think um, it will work out because it's not just broadcasters now offering jobs. There's, There's youtube channels that are now offering jobs and there's 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 companies that never existed before like the athletic for example there's more opportunities rather than just your bbc one and your your sky sports and your bt sports so we could talk all day um i'm I'm happy to talk all day but just to 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 wrap it up then given people that are hopefully listening just what would you say is the three things of bits of advice that you would give and also because you know, you've, you've been a journalist for six years. So in mm. a way, you're kind of still just starting out yourself. And I know that sounds really weird, but you like yeah. you said, Adrian Dunn's been going for 30 years. So what are the three things that you'd give advice to, but what also are the three things that you've learned in your career so far? Maybe about yourself or just about the way the world of journalism works. 
I think the, the biggest thing is persistent and consistency. I think a lot of people try something once and then it doesn't work and then it falls off. I have a YouTube channel now called Boxing Talk with Addy. And no matter what, I will chuck up five to six videos a week just because, again, for me, it's that on-camera time. It's persistent. There's a book called Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell, and it kind of refers to the fact that you need to do something for 10,000 hours to become an expert at it, which sounds crazy. I've done over a 1,000 YouTube videos. I'm now an expert at talking. And I, and I, I can proudly say that because I've, I've put the work in. So you've got to put the work in. A thing that some people find outrageous is taking free work. You come on my show, Luke, a couple of times. There's been no pay. You're coming on to get experience. Mm. Take the free work. Free work is what got me in this industry. Um, I'm not trying to say let a, a broadcaster take advantage of you, but there's no harm in taking free work and just getting that experience. That experience can be, I'm telling you, in some instances, it can be bigger than a degree. Some people want experience over a qualification sometimes. I, I went to Sky and applied for their role with experience. And my experience got me in the door more than people with a degree. So take the free work if you can. Don't be afraid of failing. And that's something I'm learning myself as well. Don't be afraid of making mistakes. An experience is only a bad experience if you don't take experience from it. Experiences are good, good or bad. Take them learn with them don't be afraid to mess up um, and don't be afraid to do what you do luke which is ask questions mm. like, i feel like you ask me a bloody question every single sunday i ask like, you too many questions i know it's like god i hide from you sometimes <laughs> like ask questions from people that are, are doing it and been there and doing it some people just are afraid to do it and i i laugh at that like, i ask again i've got a couple of mentors i've got darren lewis um editor at the mirror i ask him like he's gonna block me soon because i ask him so many questions <laughs> about this industry and he's always happy to kind of give me advice seek people that have done it and ask advice about ways in which to a get in the industry but more importantly luke stay in the industry mm. again i've only been in it six years but i've already seen people come and go in six years because these people think they can do it themselves and they hit a wall and their ego is far too big to almost just tell people to or ask or kind of ask for help, ask for assistance. And instead they disappear and you never see them again. So those are my um, bits of advice. I'm going to give you a part two later on in life, but for now, that, that's definitely my part one of advice. Does that mean you're coming on again? Is that what you said part two? Uh, that mean what? I'm going to be a co-host. Of course I'm coming on again. Oh, I'll tell you what, <laughs> we'll announce this right now. Next week, Ali Oladipo <laughs> is my co-host for the Project Conversation. And if you don't hear him, you know, he's busy doing the social because he's got to speak about seven or eight different dude. sports over a five-hour show. You split into one hour, you know, crazy, crazy. But um, Dude, let me tell you quickly, just before, like, so my, the reason I work so crazy, Luke, is that, um, so July 2019, I think I might have told you this, I had £38.23 in my bank account. Um. That was it. That's all I had. And it wasn't I had 38, 23 and like, you know, you know, everyone's gone broke and then you get paid at the end of the month, right? We've all done that. Then I had 38, 23 and there was no money coming in from nowhere. I didn't know where my next penny was coming from. Um, I had to, at my big age, go and ask my mum for money to help me pay the rent. That's how much I, I was struggling financially. And I was on the verge of, like, this, this isn't working for me. I mean, I then my YouTube was my only source of money 
which was about 500 pounds a month I was making from YouTube monetization. I work so hard now because that ain't happening again. So um, yeah, I think every time you see me, you're like, bloody hell, you're busy again. It's yeah, because I, I don't want 3823 again. No. Now, I'm starting a production company and I'm actually calling it 3823 just because um, I, I remember that like it was yesterday. And that isn't long ago, July, 2019. That's only a year and what, seven months ago. That, that's not long. Mm. And I remember it like it was yesterday. So that's why I um, continually work. That's why I come on and speak to people like yourself just to give people advice because I remember being that guy and no one to reach out to, no advice and thinking, fuck, we, we're in trouble. Yeah. I pre- appreciate the words you're saying because it is hard work, but in, in, in life, you know, nothing's easy in any way of life. Nothing. You have to, whatever you want, you have to go and get it. And that's, again, not, it's not the reason I'm doing the podcast, but it's also, I just want people to come on because people have good stories. And I feel like people don't get mm. the opportunity, especially young people perhaps as well, because young people always, you know, I think it's always a competition because someone will do something great and then someone will go, I, that's, I'm better because I can do this. But sometimes you just need to look at people and go, fair play, they're doing what they're doing. You're doing what you're Sick. doing. And you come together and push each other and work hard and success. And then, you know, when people are down, you pick them up and tell them to go again. Yeah, that's it, dude. That's it. I mean, that, that's so important. I like the way you say that as well. I mean, I think, I think with young people, we just want now, now. It's, it's like everything has to be now um, rather than just, you know, grafting. Like really, you know, shutting off social media for a while. Forget posting and hashtag goals. Just sit at home, write down some ideas and graft. And kind of write a timetable of, okay, this, this needs to happen for, between now and then. And what do I do to get from A to B? I think too many people right now want results. It's almost like, you know, you get them diets. Like, <laughs> you lose two stone in one day. It's, it's not, that's not possible. <laughs> that's not possible. Do you know what I mean? You, you've got to work for that. You've got to get up early and do your jogs and do your diet. And then after two months, have a look at yourself. And that's kind of where I am right now. But yes, I'm happy that you think I've kind of done well and I've, I'm ticking boxes, but I've got a lot more boxes I want to tick. But honestly, because I'm that person you mentioned, like the young person that fast track to success story, is it, it not in the sense like, you know, I want to do the bare minimum, but you know, mm. like I said, you've, I've been on your show and you, when you have that 15 minutes of fame, so to speak, you want more, but you, you know, and yeah, you want it, yeah. you want it straight away. Like I was, I wanted to no, get back I, on I the understand show. that. But, but at the same I, I time, bad for you guys. But at the same time, I know that, this is a long, 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 long road, a long way away to, you know, to being in, you know, to filling in your shoes, so to speak, you know, because. You know. Dude, you work at Talk Sport, dude. Like, I mean, look, it might not be in the position you want yet, but you're in the door. Like people know what you're doing. I mean, people have listened to you when you was on uh, my show. People know what you're doing. I mean, just to get in that door. You know how many people just want to even be at Talk Sport? I know people begging just to come in, just to, just to even have a word of Lee Clayton. The only people emailed me and said, Ade, please, if you don't go, <laughs> give me Lee's number or, or anyone's number. And I'm like, geez, people desperately want the opportunity. So yes, look, I, I get why you want to fast track, but, um, you know, slow and steady. Slow yeah. and steady, Luke. Just soak up everything you can. And then when you're ready, you'll know. Well, I mean, I think that's a powerful ending. Well, so it's such a great topic can't thank you enough for coming on and i also can't thank you enough for just announcing that you're going to be the co-host for the series of project <laughs> conversation no what i meant what i meant sorry we, um we're gonna to have to edit it what i meant was <laughs> anytime anytime you need a guest anytime anyone <laughs> flops through i am more than happy to come on and replace them let me tell you now 
I'm not editing that. That is staying in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, Ali, before we go, it's time for a bit of fun to end the, to end the podcast. It's time for... Yes. Guest Pertease. It's time for Guest Pertease. That's right, because it's Project Conversation. It's the podcast that keeps people talking. It's not my podcast. It's Ali's podcast. And he's now announcing himself as the co-host of the podcast. He is an expert in sport. But first thing, but before we actually, before I tell the story, because when I first met you, and you said you're a Liverpool fan and, you know, on his high horse Champions League, thought they were going to win the league before the injuries happened and whatnot. I thought you were just a football fan. thought you were club mm. football, whatnot. However, your main sports aren't football, which I find bizarre no. because the way you talk about football is amazing. Mm-hmm. Thank your you. main sports are boxing and athletics because you told me. Yeah, boxing, athletics, tennis, then football, I'd say. I didn't even know about tennis. I didn't know that about the yeah, tennis. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. Massive. I, massive, yeah. Mass, huge Roger Federer fan, Serena Williams, Rafael Nadal. Growing up, the likes of Pete Sampras, Andre Agassi, uh, Martina Navratilova, Steffi Graf. Like, tennis was, like, on in my house. You know what it is? My dad, growing up, massive snooker fan. Huge snooker fan. So snooker and darts was my dad's sports. So anything... Phil Taylor and anything Steve Davis. So I kind of grew up watching those sports first and then athletics used to come on every weekend. Um, there's used to be a show called Grandstand, which um, is no longer. It used to show athletics every weekend. So those are the sports I loved more, more than anything. Um, and then football, I, I don't actually love football. I love Liverpool. So if football's on right now, I don't watch it if it's not Liverpool. I watch highlights of it, but I can't sit down and watch football. And people find that strange, obviously, because predominantly on my show, I'm talking football, Sky Sports, <laughs> I'm talking football. Um, I can research a subject very, very well, but in terms of studying it and watching it, I, I, I love so many different sports. So yeah, um, athletics, probably number one, boxing, number two, tennis, number three, and then football, number four. Well, I apologise because I didn't know about tennis, but I've got you one question about boxing. I've got one question about mm. athletics and I've got one question about mm. football. Sorry, I didn't know about That's tennis. Okay. So we're going to play a quick Apologies. game of Gaspertise. Mm. Simply get the questions right. If not, then I don't know. There's not, not, you're not really an expert, are you? Let's be honest if you get these <laughs> questions. I mean, these are, I, hopefully these are quite simple questions. I mean, the football oh, one. No pressure. The football one. Yeah, no pressure. Uh, the football one is a little bit difficult. I wanted to try and catch you out, but the, you've got an option. Okay. You've got options. You've got options. Okay. Okay, cool. So we'll crack on with the athletics question first. Okay. So which American recently broke Colin Jackman's 60 meter hurdle earlier last week? Or was last week, I think it was. Oh, that's tough. Is this is the one where oh I've seen this but I'm so busy I can't remember the answer is that what it is? No, no, it's the one that I haven't seen this. <laughs> I'm gonna try and think of recent 110 meter hurdle American guys in my head. This was 60 think, meters, by the way. Yeah, but I'm thinking of the ones that because the indoor season is only a couple of months, so most of those guys are fast on the outdoor season as well. Oh, right, um, I see. Yeah. He is an expert. I don't um, know. <laughs> I, don't, I literally yeah, found I the BBC. I, I thought that'll do. Is it Merritt? No. It's not. Oh. Ah. Should I give you the initial? Yeah, give me the initial. Give me the initial. G is this first, the guy's first name. G. Oh, is that, is that throwing you no, off? I'm not, I'm not even, even going to have a clue. No, no clue. I'm up Grant Holloway. Guys, go on. When you, 10 guesses, I probably wouldn't have got that. Oh, I, 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 I didn't know either. Okay. Yes, probably wouldn't have got it. Question two. 
Mm. Cancelo Alvarez is fighting Billy Joe Saunders in his next mm. fight. But when mm. is the fight scheduled for? 8th of May. Spot on. Spot on. Spot correct. on, mate. Boxing, we don't play. <laughs> I mean, athletics is my favourite sport. You could ask me a thousand boxing questions. I'm getting a thousand right. <laughs> to be fair, with the athletics question, there wasn't many I found. Um, I was like, that'll yeah. do. He'll... Okay, this one is quite naughty of me, but it is about Liverpool. So that, oh, okay. I, was, okay. I was being kind of nice, but it, it's it's yeah. uh, it's not nice. Okay, so Liverpool's second goal against Sheffield United was arguably scored by Bobby Firmino or Kieran Bryan own goal, whatever the case may be. But that goal was quite historic for Liverpool. Was it their five thousandth goal in top flight history, the sixth thousand goal, or the seventh thousand goal in top flight history? Five thousand. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, I know. Oh, that's why I put it in because I was seven thousand. Seven thousand. Yeah. Would you believe top that? flight goals? Yeah. Jeez, that sounds like a hell of a lot. It does, doesn't it? It's how, that's why. Yeah. I, that, that's exactly why I put it in because you think about it. Because I mean, I mean, it's normally an average of what all competitions a hundred a season. Like, I mean, you're pushing it. So seven thousand. I mean, again, BBC. BBC have it. Yeah, no, no, it. I trust it. If BBC say it, it's so. So, and, and I looked at the same thing. I thought, God, that's a lot. I thought, well, that'll do. Mm. That's a question. Um, one out of three. I mean, I let you with the athletics yeah, one. Enough. Um, and the Liverpool not one was very enough. hard. But look, you, you, ridiculous. You don't. But the boxing one, bang. Yeah, but you see, no messing about with the boxing. Um, no, no messing about, dude. So yeah, Addy, uh, thanks for the podcast. Thanks for coming on the first one. Uh, how'd you find it? I found it, um, look, to be fair, what I will say is that, I mean, you're going to have to go somewhere to get a better guest. I mean, good luck. Good luck. Good <laughs> luck. I mean, you might, you might as well stop your podcast now because you're not beating this. You're not beating this. I mean, you've, you've gone too hard in straight away. But no, you know, I, I find it, um, on a more serious note, I find it good. I, like, I, I actually enjoy it. Like, before I was a bit nervous of telling my story, the background, blah, blah, blah. But I actually enjoy telling it now because um, I do want people to listen and for people to have a bit of hope but at the same time I want people to understand that you know from the outside looking in it might be oh my god Addy's comfortable he's killing it but no there are some struggles there are still some struggles and I want you know I think it's important people know that especially when you speak to young aspiring journalists I think it's good for them to know that even the most experienced ones and I'm not that but even some experienced ones do have some struggles it's not easy this industry just like any industry like you said Luke anything you want isn't going to be easy anything you know so um yeah just to know it's not all fun and games i always laugh at the radio but behind i'm fucking shitting myself no and i i, I promise you now i can assure you that a lot of young people will resonate with your story and they will take mm. something from it and if i mean yes. hopefully and hopefully they can use it as motivation and inspiration i know i certainly do and i'm not just saying that because you're on my podcast and hopefully sure. and just just to, to move forward in progressing whatever they want to do and That's it's it. I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. Um, I'll see you next week uh, for the next one, considering you've just announced that you're yeah. going to be co-hosting it. So I look forward to... I, do, I Honestly, I don't mind. There's not much I do on a Tuesday for now. Um, but again, if you don't get a guest and you want to talk about anything, I'm more than happy to jump on for you. Well, you did mention part two. So we'll talk part two yeah, next yeah. time you come on. No, I, 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 I really appreciate it. Yeah. That's all for the first episode of Project Conversation. Uh, join me next week uh, when Addy will be on, because he's now my co-host. Uh, and I'll have someone else talking about their story or whatever they want to talk about on Project Conversation, the podcast that keeps people talking. See you next week.
Yeah.